Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOpen.com. Welcome to Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness, a daily podcast devoted to spirituality and self-help. If you're new, I want to welcome you. If you're returning, welcome back. So the other day I did a podcast episode about are you a star seed, which I thought was super interesting. And then I thought, you know what, I need to do a follow-up episode on what are psychic abilities, because this is a question that I get asked a lot. People ask me, how do I connect with people? And they ask me, you know, I've had people ask, did you see this coronavirus coming and weren't you able to predict it? So I thought I would clear up a few things because we just assume that people know what our abilities are and how we connect. And then I realized, you know what, maybe people really don't know that. So I thought that this would be a good episode today to talk about what I'm able to do and how I help people and other abilities out there. Because what I truly believe is that we all have the capability to open up to our gifts and we all have gifts. In fact, I think that eventually I will open up to more of these gifts, but it's a process. It's really all about unlearning because we've learned for so long and been conditioned for so long to believe for some of us that these abilities don't exist. And I'll talk more about that. But I know personally growing up, my dad always said, you know, you had a, an imaginary friend. And I remember having an imaginary friend and I remember that I used to talk to this imaginary friend. It was a woman all the time. And my dad's like, yeah, you had an imaginary friend growing up. And the more I've learned, the more I realized that this was actually a guide. But at the time, of course, being a three-year-old, I didn't know what that was. And my parents didn't know what that was because they were raised in a religion that does not believe that. So the more I do my own research, the more I do meditation and I do intuitive practices and I open my third eye and I do more of these activities, the more I open up and realize that I have these gifts that have just been laying dormant. For 40 years of my life, I did not heal. I wasn't a healer, not in the traditional sense that we think of someone who's an energy healer. Now people always wanted to come to me and ask me for advice And you may be experiencing that right now. People come to you because they feel like you are very easy to talk to and open. And maybe they feel like you always know just the right thing to say. And I believe that's not a coincidence. You know the right thing to say because you're actually getting intuitive hits from your guides and from your higher self that you know what to tell people. You know what to say to them. You always know just the right answer. And I was the same way, but I didn't realize I was actually tapping into psychic abilities. I had no idea. I just thought, yeah, I'm really good with people. I'm a good communicator. And often people who are those things, if you're good at communicating, you're good at reading people, it's because you're tapping into psychic abilities. But most people don't realize that because they've never been taught about psychic abilities or what those are or how to tap into them even more, which is one of the things that I started doing. And one of the the paths that really led me to a spiritual awakening was realizing, oh my goodness, I have these abilities and I didn't know it. And I've had people who do Reiki sessions with me who've come to me and said, you know what, I'm not, I don't really believe that you can do Reiki when you're not in person because you have to be touching the person. And I say to that, well, it's energy 
and energy can travel anywhere, right? So why would you have to be in person? But I understand that people are skeptics. So I'm like, okay, you know, we'll just do the session. You let me know what you think. And afterwards, they're like, oh my gosh, I felt everything you were doing. And they'll even feel it in the specific parts of their body. Like I could feel you working on my throat when I'm opening up their throat throat chakra. Or I could feel you in my chest when I'm working on their heart chakra. You can feel it because it's energy. And before I went through this whole spiritual awakening, I didn't know that I had those abilities. But I'm here to tell you that anyone can do it. We all have the abilities. It's whether or not we choose to tap into it and to work on those abilities because it's like a muscle. You have to work on it. You have to really train it in order for these abilities to come. And for some people, it comes easier than others. It's sort of like being a natural athlete. Anyone can play basketball And anyone can really become good at it if they work hard enough and they train long enough. But some people are just born naturally with the ability. They come in and they hit the court and it's like, oh my gosh, like that was my daughter. My daughter, when she picked up a ball, when she was two years old, she started dribbling. No one showed her how to do it. She just like instinctively knew. And she was very athletic. My son was not as naturally athletic, but he would work at whatever he was doing and he wanted to get better so he would practice more and it took him longer but he was still able to also do well and it's I think that's the same kind of thing there are some people who are born what I think here's if I'm going to be honest here's what I think really happens some people are born with the abilities and their families nurture those abilities and they don't try to squash them and say no that's just your imaginary friend or no and those people then they keep those abilities and they actually work on them throughout their lives. And then there are other people who had the, like, well, we all had the ability. Let's just say that. We all have the ability. We're born with it. So, but there are some people who, when they were younger, they may remember, hey, yeah, I remember having an imaginary friend or I remember this or I remember these things. And then somehow as they get older, it gets turned off. And I believe what it is, is it's not nurtured. People aren't telling you, yes, you need to practice this ability. It's kind of like speaking a language. When you don't use the language, you lose the skills. Ask anyone who has taken a foreign language in high school. You know, we were all required to take it. And people will say, well, I took three years of Spanish. And then all they can remember is one or two phrases. I have students of German who say that all the time. You know, I only remember a few key phrases and it's because they haven't kept up and practiced their German. So same thing with these abilities. If you don't practice them, if you don't keep up with them, then we lose them. So if you've had them when you were born, but then you don't do anything with them, then you lose those abilities. But just like as learning a language, you can get those skills back. It's harder when you're older but it's still possible. And the only reason I believe that it's harder is the same reason it's harder to learn a language because we have those fears and things built up around it. And so people don't want to look stupid. Like with the language, they don't want to speak it because they don't want to make a mistake. And the older you are, the more you've allowed fear to condition you. And I think it's the same way with psychic abilities too. People have a hard time tapping into them because fear kind of gets in the way. It's like they want these abilities, but then yet they're kind of afraid of what will happen if they open up to them. And I totally get that because the unknown is scary. 
But I'm here to tell you that there's nothing to be afraid of. You're not calling in evil spirits. You're actually doing this with the love of the entire universe, with God, your higher power, whatever you want to call it, behind you. So if you're doing this with good intention, you can't call in bad things. And that's at least my take on it because I don't allow it. I just ask to be shielded every time I do this. So, And I've even come in contact with people who come to me and they said, oh, somebody's done black magic on me. And a long time ago, I would have been like, black magic? What? That doesn't exist. It exists because there are people out there. I see them every day on Instagram or YouTube or whatever, advertising that you can pay them to put a spell on somebody. Let me just tell you something. I've said this before, but I'm going to say it again. Don't do that. Do not mess with the black arts. That is some scary stuff and it's going to come back to you. Those love spells or whatever, they may work for a little bit, but you're messing with someone's free will, which is something we cannot do because even if it works for a short time, it's not going to last. You cannot mess with someone's free will. And what's going to happen is that will wear off and all of the stuff that you did is going to come back to you in the form of karma that you're going to have to pay and it's going to be so much worse for you. Please don't do that. Just do not do that. Okay, got off my soapbox for a minute, but I just really, that's so dangerous. Don't do that. But people have come to me who've had spells put on them and they know that and we do energy work and we get rid of it and clear their energy And I'm never afraid when I do that because I always protect myself. So people who are like, oh, if you're doing these things, you're going to attract negative energy. You can't do that if you set the intention out there that you're not taking on anything negative, that the angels and guides are surrounding you and supporting you and protecting you. Then you cannot do that. So you need to let that fear go because I always know I'm always protected and I don't feel afraid of anything that comes to me because I know that my guides, God, my angels, they're all protecting me. I know that. Okay, so people talk about psychic power, and that's really just one umbrella. It's one term that means a lot of different things. So most people, when you say psychic, they think of people who are hearing, seeing, talking to your dead loved ones and can predict the future, and that's not always the case. There are six types of senses that you have that are known as clairs. The first one is clairvoyance. This is the ability to see things that the human eye can't physically see. It could be a person, a thing, an animal. Now, every once in a while, I will see an angel, but I don't typically see like your departed loved ones. Okay. Um, now, does it mean I can't ever? No. And there have been times when I've seen my own, but it's not something that occurs to me on a daily basis. This is something I believe that I probably could open up more to. I just haven't tried to yet. So that's clairvoyance. Clairaudience is being able to hear the thoughts and words of spirits or music or nature-related sounds. This is one thing that I believe that I have because I will be laying at night sometimes and I just hear my name being said by someone and I recognize the voice. It's not my own. And I followed up with people before when I've heard this and what I've heard was, well, I was praying for you or yeah, I was thinking about you and worrying about. So I do get that sometimes. 
clairsentience is the capacity to know someone's personal information. And they're a total stranger to you, but you can pick up on things like their work, their profession. Now, I believe that I have this as well, because when I connect with people, what I ask is to be given information that I need to know about them when I'm working with them. And then information just comes and it comes to me in the form of a thought. And before when I was working, I would think, oh, this is just my own thought. But then I started working more with people, people I did not know. And I started getting information about them and I would realize this is not my thought. I, there's no way I could know this. So this is spirit, my guides, giving me information about this person that I'm working with. And I can even tap into what they're feeling, what thoughts they've been having about a particular situation and what's going on in their current situation. I can also tap into where they've been feeling pain in their body, just different things that I need to know to work with them. And this is, for me, my strongest ability. Now, that being said, if you come to me and you're asking, okay, is my loved one, what do they have to say about this? I can sometimes tap into that because I'm given that information. Then you have clairaliance, which is the ability to have uh, psychic intel by smell. So smells from a spirit. Now, I also have this. I will just be sitting there and minding my own business and I will smell, like sometimes I'll smell a pipe. No one in my house smokes a pipe. I will smell cigarette smoke. No one in my house smokes cigarettes. Uh, sometimes I smell like flowers, like the fragrance. It always smells like funeral flowers. And the thing is, I know each person that is associated with this smell. So when I smell that smell, I know this person is with me. And sometimes when I'm working with a client, I might get a smell that comes through and I will tell them I'm smelling this and they will say, oh my gosh, yes, that's, that was what that person loved or whatever. The other um, type of sense is claircognizance and that is the gut instinct that turns out to be correct. So you may get gut instincts about things. A lot of people have that and they just don't realize that. Uh, Claire Augustins is similar to the sense of smell, but it's taste. You get like taste in your mouth. Some people are able to read auras and your aura is the electromagnetic field around a person or an animal. And some psychics have the ability to see this aura. They can see colors, patterns, vibrations. That's not something I do something that I think would be really cool to develop, so I might be looking into that. But that's not something that I personally do. I sense your energy by picking up on the feeling of it, not seeing it. Now, telepathy is the ability to convey information from one person to another without speaking. I believe that there are certain people that I have this ability to be able to do also. Then there's remote viewing, and that's the ability to collect insight about a person or a place or an event by tapping into any of the senses of that. It's not really like watching a movie. You can only see bits and pieces, and then you make an interpretation. So if you are coming to someone and saying, hey, there's something in my house, and they do a remote viewing, they can see like bits and pieces of it. I don't have that ability. Automatic writing. This is the ability to write documents or letters from the subconscious without really being aware of what you're writing. 
um, I think I have part of, I think that part of me has some of this ability because in writing my book, I felt like it was not really me writing the book. Um, precognition, this is the ability to see the future through visions or random thoughts or gut instincts. So people ask me to like, are you able to do that? No, I don't see future events, but what I can do is when I'm working with clients and we're doing coaching or we're doing a reading and they ask me about future events, I can get hits that way if I'm asked, but I have to turn that ability on and I don't sit around and go, what's going to happen to the world in the future? I don't do that because to me, like if I were to see this coronavirus happening, that would be such a huge burden to carry around because what could I really do about it? Not much. So when I sit and I ask for messages and I channel messages, I'm asking for things I can give the collective that will help heal the collective. And me saying, hey, there's a virus out, you know, it, all that would do is spread panic to people and that's not really what I'm looking for. So no, I don't, I don't ask about future events and I know that a lot of people do. I don't simply because I want to maintain my own personal peace. And if I were burdened with everything like that, I feel like people who get those hits all the time, that would be a heavy burden. And I'm not quite ready to go there yet. Maybe one day, but I don't know. I just think that that would be tough. But I know that also people who have those abilities, they also have to learn how to turn it off and turn it on because you don't want to have that going all the time. Then there's energy healing. This is what I do. And I'm able to clear the blocked energy in your body. And I can tell you where it's blocked and what's going on. So this is what I tap into when I do Reiki. And then there's psychometry. And this is by touching inanimate objects. The psychic can get a strong sense of who the previous owner was and the history behind that person. Now, I've never tried that. That would be something interesting to try, I think. But I do see a lot of psychics, and you see them on TV, who will say, can I hold an object that belonged to that person? And it helps them. I don't know. That's not anything I've ever tried, so I might have to try that. There are some psychic practices you can do, and I'm going to tell you about some now. So there are some activities that you can do to help develop your psychic abilities. And I know that a lot of these work because I've talked to people who've used them. It's kind of fun. So the first thing is to meditate daily for 10 to 15 minutes. When you raise your body's vibration, that is what helps to actually connect you to your psychic abilities because the spiritual energy vibrates at such a high level and a high frequency, and we normally do not. So we kind of have to be, we have to raise our vibration and spirit has to lower theirs a little bit so that we'll be able to meet on the same energetic vibration. So helping you to raise yours would be meditation. So daily for 10 to 15 minutes. And I was talking to my sister the other day and she was doing meditation and she doesn't you know, she doesn't feel she has any abilities whatsoever, but she tried this meditation and she said, I saw purple clouds and they started opening up during this. This was really cool. So she had her first kind of experience with meditation. Another thing you can do is to learn about your spirit guides. There are different meditations that you can do to meet your guides. 
just go to YouTube and do a search for meditation to meet your spiritual guides. And you may have to do it a few times because meditation is something that if you're not used to it, it takes a while to get used to. If you feel like me, sometimes I feel like I have ADD and I can't concentrate. And when I'm trying to meditate, every thought's popping through my head that possibly could. I had to get used to meditating and just honoring a thought and letting it go and just continuing and seeing what happens. So you may have to do it a few times and that's okay. Um, we talked about psychometry and how that's holding an object and then seeing what comes to you from it. You could practice that. So take someone else, take an object and hold it and see if anything comes to you when you hold this, see what you get. And I would say have paper and pen with you because writing things down really is helpful because that also helps you determine, okay, was this my thought? Is this uh, like thought coming from my higher self, from spirit? What is this? Here's something that I never heard of, but I think it's kind of fun. You can develop your clairvoyance with a flower visualization. So what you do is you begin by closing your eyes and focus on your third eye area, which is like right in the middle of your forehead, and invite your spirit guides to show you peaceful images of beauty and try to be absent of any other thoughts. So you may have to practice just regular meditation before you try this, but Just let go of any other thought and ask them to show you peaceful images of beauty and then let your mind wander and see what comes to you. I think that's cool. I might have to try that. Taking a walk in nature is another thing, and that's not something we think of, but it is something that helps us to develop our psychic ability because it helps us to clear our mind and it raises our vibration and it also grounds us in Mother Earth. So that's a great way. Um, another thing that I've heard of, and I think that this is a great thing too, oftentimes we're shown symbols and it can mean different things to different people. Like some people will say when they see flowers, like red roses specifically, it's a sign of love. Someone's giving you love. Or if they see a symbol of, um, like a, a stopwatch that they think of grand father. You know, they're just certain symbols that they associate. So then your guides can give you these symbols as you're trying to get something out of it. So maybe a birthday cake could represent a birthday. So what you can do is write down these symbols and what they will represent and then ask your guides, when I'm asking you for this information, please show me this symbol. And I've heard other people say they use that before. I think that um, James Van Prague was one And also Teresa Caputo, I think she's another one who uses those. That's not something that I've really sat down and done before, but I think it would be really uh, cool to try. So I might have to try that. Um, Another thing is just to practice giving readings on people that, you know, you know who will let you do it because every time you practice, you get better at it. Um. Journaling is another way to help you tune into what you're being given. Here's another activity that I read about that I think is kind of cool to try. Get three photos and shuffle them so you don't know which photo is what. And then place them face down. Well, first you'll have to look at the photos and know what they are, of course. But then shuffle them and then place them face down so that you don't know which photo is where and focus and try to guess which photo is where. That's another way to work on your psychic abilities. 
Um, and there really, there are a lot of other ways to work on that too. You can just do a search for that. Um, I also tell people that opening your third eye is another way. And I have a third eye meditation somewhere on my podcast, so you can go search for that. But really, when you're opening your third eye, the most important thing is to sit and then taking deep breaths, imagine your third eye being in the middle of your forehead, focus on that. And the color of light that is associated with our third eye chakra is indigo. So imagine that indigo color just beaming from that third eye and coming into that third eye. And as it is shining into that third eye, it is slowly opening that third eye and maybe even noticing detail when your eye opens, what color is the eye? What does it look like? What do the eyelashes look like? And really doing that, focusing on that detail and focusing on that indigo color beaming into that third eye is what really helps to open it. So you can do that. Um, You can also If you have a pet at home, sit with your pet and try to intuitively pick up their feelings. Now, we know pets can't talk to us, so this would be a good way to practice because you can kind of get the feelings that are coming from your pets. I've done Reiki on my pets when I know that they're sick and I know that it it does help them. So that is one thing you can tune into them. Also, if you want to try looking at old family photos like from people maybe that you've never met. Like I have really old time photos of my great, great, great grandpa. Never met him, don't really know that much about him. You could sit down and look at the photo and intuitively what comes to you as you look at this photo? What type of person do you think this person was? What was their mood? What were they thinking? All of those things that come to you. So those are just kind of fun activities that you can do. I would say the best thing is doing the practice readings because that is really what's going to help you. It really, really, truly does. So I, again, truly believe everyone has these abilities. Most of us don't take the time to actually stop what we're doing and practice and really try to hone in on these abilities because we're so busy. Because it really does take time to stop, do the meditative practices, to do the practices with intuition You have to really reserve that time. So you might say to yourself, you know, we're all, most of us working from home. I know not everybody, but many of us are working from home and we're finding it difficult to keep a daily schedule. So one of the things that I've found that is keeping me sane throughout this thing is to plan out my day, like to have a routine that I do to keep me focused and to keep me actually doing things and not like, oh, I'm sitting here bored, you know? So one of the things you could do is set some time aside to actually work on improving your psychic abilities. So maybe pick a day and do some meditation and maybe do one practice. And then the next day, do a different meditation and do a different practice. And it's kind of interesting. It'll be interesting to see what you guys come up with. All right, guys. Well, I wanted to pull a card for you today. And the card that I pulled is from... Colette Baron reed and it is her uh, Wisdom of the Oracle deck. And the card that came out is Happy, Happy. Its essential meaning is joy and contentment, a sense of fulfillment, feeling that all is well. I love that. We really need that message during these times, don't we? 
So its message is your desires are effortlessly fulfilled now. Find joy in the present moment wherever or whatever is happening and be satisfied with things as they are. You're free from the shackles of longing and able to experience the liberation that comes from actually being happy moment to moment. For you have chosen happiness over yearning for it. Now is the time for feeling joy for the sake of joy and experiencing contentment. None of this is because of something outside of you. Your happiness is a result of you being at one with Spirit's plan for your life. All is well. The tide is in for now. Enjoy playfully splashing in it. Your relationship message is there are moments in a relationship when you just feel good about who you're with and you know that your heart is wide open to befriend, to love, and to care for another without wanting anything in return. This is the kind of happy that you just want to share. The appearance of this card in a reading tells you that joy and contentment are here now, not somewhere else or off in the future. The grass is greenest right where you stand. Be grateful and delight in your relationship. And if you're seeking one, be happy now. Happiness attracts more of itself like bees to honey. The prosperity message is this is a time to take pride in your accomplishments. You're doing good work, providing exceptional service, and are well compensated for it. The world shines upon you with gratitude, and you're happy with the results of your hard work and creativity. Isn't it amazing all that you have done? Remember your partnership with spirit in this moment, too. Your soul has always known you could accomplish anything if it brought you joy. I love that. I love that now is the time to be happy, to be grateful for everything that you have. That is one of the topics that I talk about in my new course, You Are Lovable. It's all about building self-love, self-worth, self-esteem. And I think so many of us need that. I know I needed a course like that when I was growing up. So... I'm still looking for some feedback for that course. It's almost finished. If you go to my Facebook page, I have a post there where I ask you to give your opinion, give me some feedback. What would you like to see in a course like this? And I'm going to do some kind of launch for this course. So just keep your eye out for that. I want to thank you guys so much for joining me. It is always so much fun to do this podcast. I really, really love it, and I hope that you guys love it too. And if you are loving it, please, please do me a huge favor and leave me a review. You can give me some stars on iTunes. You can subscribe. You can share it with others. The best compliment you can give me is the compliment of a referral to others. And also, you can still purchase my book, Beautifully Broken. It's available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and Goodreads. And the audiobook is now available. I'm told it is available on Amazon. It should also be available on Goodreads and Barnes and Noble soon. So be looking for that. If you enjoy listening to my podcast, you will enjoy this audiobook. It's not just about divorce, it's about anything, really, anyone who's gone through a tumultuous time in their life, you can benefit from the tools in this book. All right, guys, if you want to work with me, go to my website, melissaoatman.com. There you will see all of the services I offer, Reiki, past life regression, personal coaching, as well as readings. So go there, check it out. You can purchase a session online. And when you're ready to book, simply contact me and we will schedule your session. All sessions are done online through Zoom. I want to thank you so much for being here with me today. I love you guys so much. 
Oh, also don't forget, I have a special going on right now while we're all quarantined to our homes. I thought that I could best serve you by offering a 20-minute energy healing session for just $15. So take advantage of that while it's still on special. Once we're back out and about, I'll probably be getting rid of that. So take advantage of it while you can. You will feel refreshed, re-energized, and $15, that is such a bargain. I think everybody needs to reset their energy every now and then. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for being here with me. I am sending you so much love and light. I hope you have a beautiful day, and I will talk to you soon. Bye, guys.